You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, and A. Klaus. The segment of the Husker Online Show is brought to you by Tanner's Sports Bar and Grill. It is your premier sports bar in Lincoln. Fully remodeled, brand new TVs, brand new furniture, brand new paint, flooring, everything. It's a brand new sports bar. I promise you, you'll go in there, you'll enjoy your experience. It is the best place to watch games right now in Lincoln. They get all the Nebraska baseball BTN Plus feeds in there. So if you want to go in there and watch Husker baseball versus Northwestern this weekend, if you can't go, they will have it on at Tanner's as well as all of your other sports action going on around the country. But guys, I want to get to the transfer portal first, then we'll talk about testing. Two entries this week, uh, both wide receivers, DeMorian Houston and Jamie Nance, both Oklahoma natives, uh, both failed to get on the field in two years when Nebraska's wide receiver play has been maybe the worst two years we've seen in, you know, when you go from Bill Callahan to now, probably some of the worst play of receiver at Nebraska we've seen. And these two guys couldn't get on the field. In fact, Nance and Houston didn't suit up this year for games because of the COVID restrictions. Um, Nance played five snaps. Houston played no snaps. And I, I think when you look at it, it's the big story here is, all four of the class of 2019 receivers have not made it. And, you know, Nate, when you look at that, I mean, do you put the finger blame on Troy Walters and, you know, identifying talent that just didn't fit the Big Ten, just bad evaluations? I mean, how do you size up the 0 for 4 2019 receiver class? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I think part of it is bad evaluations. Um, some of it's bad luck, too. I mean, you had Wanda Robinson part of that that class, and he did pretty well while he was here, but obviously didn't finish his career out here. Uh, Darian Chase ends up leaving the program for personal reasons, mental health, uh, you know, uh, reasons. So, I mean, that's you know, I don't know if you can necessarily put that on the coaching staff, but I do think you know, with with Jamie Nance, Demarion Houston. You know, both these guys were, were kind of smaller wide receivers. They they weren't tiny. They weren't you know five eight, you know a buck sixty, but they were five eleven, six foot, you know one hundred and seventy, one hundred and eighty pounds, and and uh, you just really didn't see you know them kind of progress and, and take that next step forward. And I don't know if that's on the coaches. I don't know if that's it's on the player because you know at some point the player also has to to continue to develop both mentally and physically and. Um, you know, I think Houston looked like he was developing physically. Uh, Nance didn't necessarily appear, you know, a whole lot bigger to me uh, from what I could tell. But, yeah, you know, neither one of them really, you know, had took advantage of the opportunity that was in front of them. And um, and there were plenty of opportunities. I mean, I think I think last year would have been a, a great year for at least one of those guys to to really take a step forward. Uh, because the door was wide open, you know, with with what was happening with Nebraska's wide receiver situation there, and and they just weren't able to do it. And so uh, now you look at what they have, and you know they're six to eight deep, and and neither one of these guys were really in the mix. So I, I think they just got recruited over. Yeah, and on the chat this week on our uh, weekly Red Sea Scrolls chat, 
you know, people were basically just asking, you know, is how big of a concern is it that there was that many misses over those, those past 18, 19 classes? And it is a concern that none of those guys panned out. I mean, and the guys that even were good ended up leaving. Uh, Marcus and, Fleming. Yeah. And so, I mean, like th that's definitely a reason to concern, but then on the flip side of it, uh, you can also credit the staff for reshaping their recruiting strategy and the player profile that they're targeting at wide receiver to where that room looks significantly different. They're going to be good this year, yeah, receiver. I, mean, I don't they, care. I it's mean, a Big Ten receiving core. For the first time since Frost has been here, maybe even before that, it is a legitimate Big Ten group to where they have elite level size, speed, strength, and depth. And they have not been able to say that for far too long. And so, yes, they had a lot of misses, and it cost their offense. The passing game has been dismal as a almost a, a very direct result of not having elite-level receiver play. Well, they've been able to address that in a big way with the past two classes to where suddenly what was once one of the biggest questions on the offense is now considered maybe one of the bigger strengths. All right, guys, I want to talk about testing numbers. Now, Nebraska put out – their top index marks, um, and, and before they just put out the scores, and it, that was kind of just a empty metric because you didn't know what guys did with these these. You know, Robin Washington had a twenty two hundred index score. Well, you didn't know what that meant. Now we're getting some more clarity um, on Tuesday and Wednesday. Nebraska put out their top vertical and top pro agilities. Uh, Oliver Martin had the top vertical at 40, Chris Kalarovic 38, Isaac Gifford 37, Jojo Doman 36 and a half, Nadab Joseph 35, Reimer 35. I think one of the more impressive ones was Cameron Jurgens at 34 and a half. And then on the pro agility front, um, you know, they had some really freakish times. I mean, some of these times, as former Husker Ben Eisenhart pointed out on my Twitter feed, would rank towards the top at the NFL Combine. So it makes you. I don't I want to say question the timing method, uh, but Deontay Williams would have had one of the top all-time pro agility times ever. And he's a great athlete, but you, you wonder, you know, how these were timed compared to, say, the NFL. He was a 3.75 second. Wyatt Lever, 3.77. Adrian Martinez, 3.83. Oliver Martin, 3.95. JoJo Doman, 3.97. So some very, very, very impressive marks uh, when you look at um, what they've put out, and um, we should get the 40-yard dash and the 10-yard dash times as well. Yeah, and so, I mean, you take these numbers for what they are, uh, and I think you could say that about even going back to the pro day numbers. I mean, uh, talking off air, like I'm, this, before the NFL draft, like Penn State's pro day, like their entire defense ran four four forties, And so, you know, we'll see how accurate those actually are. But, uh, you know, it at least gives you a gauge of who the – better athletes the faster athletes the more explosive athletes are on the team uh and you know obviously Deontay uh, had a great score and you know Oliver had a great vertical but one guy that jumps out immediately to me and this shouldn't be a total surprise but Jojo Doman I mean he was one of the top scores in both of the two categories released so far where um you know, he had 36 inch vertical and then also had a 3.97 in the pro agility and that's at 237 and a half pounds and that tells you him covering um Rondell Moore and at Purdue wasn't a fluke. I no. mean, he he can move and run. And uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that he's two thirty seven now kind of caught me by, by surprise too. So uh, we didn't see much of him this spring, obviously, because he he didn't do anything. But uh, that is those are some really impressive numbers for a guy that size. Well, and look, I mean, Nebraska's not releasing these numbers unless they're 
impressive. Yeah. If they weren't, if they weren't good, they wouldn't be releasing him. And that's why, I mean, honestly, that's why we haven't seen him for a long time is because they probably haven't had ten guys on on each test that you sit there and go, oh, dang, that's, that are thirty six plus, yeah. under four seconds. I mean, it just it's it hasn't happened in a long time. So. More so than the numbers, I think you can the, maybe the biggest takeaway is that hey, they finally have a roster where they've got you know a, a large collection of pretty good athletes on the team. Finally, it's not just one or two standouts you know over, across the board. It's it's a large group of guys at each different uh, you know forty or pro agility or vertical or whatever you know. So I, I think to me that's probably one of the bigger takes is. I actually have a team where they can release these numbers and, and get people talking about them. Yeah, it will be interesting to see just how these numbers change over year over year, um, you know, and when they're going to do this. Because, you know, it took a while to put these out. I mean, they, they did this a long time ago. Um, they did it before spring practice yeah. started. Um, so I, I'd, I'd like to kind of know the reasoning why they waited until May to put these out. Why not put them out before spring ball? And I think, and naturally, strength coaches are really hesitant about putting these out because guys are guarded. I mean, I asked, I asked Adrian Martinez, what did he run his 40 in? And he just is like, nah, I'm good. You know, if they want to say, they can say, but I'm not going to say. And I think naturally, you know, when you talk about pro futures, some guys are really guarded about these numbers getting out, especially if they're not good numbers. Yeah, because it can, it can brand you at the next level. When people see a 40 number or whatever it is next to your name, then – that sticks with you, and even if you're you're fast and you're you're fast on game day, you know you're going to be judged by your time, right or wrong, and that's just kind of the nature of this you know draft analysis where you know players are picked apart in every direction. That if you get tagged with a number early in your career and it's not one that you like, you know that that can maybe hurt you. Cost you some money. Yeah, it costs you some money. Well, I'm curious about the 40 too because we heard guys talk about how this the 40 that they ran is different than what. The, the pros run at the at the NFL combine whereas it's a laser start and a laser finish not a not a handheld start with a laser finish and so I don't know if they went back and kind of readjusted the 40 numbers or you know or if they're just not going to release those ones or or what so th- those are the ones that I'm really interested in all right when we come back we are going to talk basketball as uh, things have Continue to pick up for Nebraska basketball with recruiting, uh, adding some new games to the schedule. We'll get all that from Robin Wash at next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.